What's up, everybody? Welcome to Couple on Fire podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about a real challenging topic, and it's whether Christians can actually forgive or not. And that's coming up right now. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Christian and you are looking to take your faith, your family, and your future to the next level? Then this is the channel for you. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 22. I am one of your hosts, Josh, and I'm here with the all-time most greatest female on earth, (laughs) my wife, Christy. Hello. (laughs) Ah, that's so fun. Uh, So today we're actually going to talk about a really crazy topic. So if you're familiar or not familiar with the comedian, Christian comedian, uh, his name is John Christ. He actually made a huge, huge coming on Facebook, actually, and he did a lot of YouTube videos, too, some... uh, where he was kind of making fun of the Christian faith a little bit, but he was doing it lightheartedly, and he was coming at um, kind of a crazy angles and stuff and making fun of, you know, just the way that Christians can be yeah. and uh, about our, our weird quirks. And... It was true. A lot of what he was saying was true. It was true, yeah, and it was fun, and it was, <laughs> and it was funny. funny. <laughs> yeah, because we went to a concert of his, like, yeah, I don't know, a year or two ago. A bunch of us from church went. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was a lot of fun, but then, dun, 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 <laughs> uh, you know, he got in a lot of trouble. Not to make light of it. He did. He did. And he did a lot of wrong things. You know, he did some very serious, serious things. And that's really what we want to talk about today, right? So we want to talk about, you know, I I did title this, you know, can Christians forgive? And I think that's a viable question on our behalf. And, you know, before we even started tonight, Chris and I kind of were talking about, you know, as Christians, it's almost like we, we can... It, it seems easier as Christians to forgive non-Christians because... <gasps> I we, said that. You, you stole my I just line. Said you should, she should listen when I'm talking because <laughs> I just actually said that. Okay, so beforehand, Christy That's what said... what I was going to say. Yeah, Christy <laughs> said that, you know, it, it, it's true because we always talk about like, you know, non-Christians will act like non-Christians or unsaved will act like unsaved people. Like, you know, our expectations have to be different for Christians and different for non-Christians. Our expectations are different. When you have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you, you have a different expectation Mm -hmm. of that person. And that's fair, right? That's where the word judgment comes from, right? So we have to make sure that we handle it correctly. But, but as Christians, are we careful in the way that we forgive? Are we do we really, are we really able to truly forgive in the way that Jesus asks us to? So today we actually want to talk about this really challenging topic because I'm going to show you real quick. So Christy and I were on Facebook last week, like we are every day, but we were on there last week oh and, uh, and this video popped up and it was from John Christ and you can see it said six days ago, it was said a message from me. And it was him talking about, about eight months after, because this happened about eight months ago, it came out, yeah. you know, he got caught in a lot of issues where he was taking advantage of, of other females because of his power. And, you know, that talked about some addiction, yeah, from his fame, it talked a yeah. lot about addiction issues, things like this that just really never came to light in, until about eight months ago. And in this video, uh, he, you know, he talked about how thankful he was about the support that he had been receiving and really honestly about how shocked he was about how forgiving some of the Christians were. And this is a guy that grew up, his dad's a pastor. He grew up knowing the Christian faith very well, whether none of us are perfect, so we wouldn't say that, but he understood the Christian walk. And even a guy from his standpoint, at probably in his mid-30s at this point, still was thinking to himself, like, I screwed up, everybody knows that I screwed up, all the Christians in the world are out, they're going to turn their back on me. And that's a real problem. 
You know, it really is a real problem. And how do we handle it? In what ways do we handle it? And so today mm -hmm. we want to talk about three different things. Before we get started, do you have anything else you want to add? I don't want to steal any thunder from you today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, no, because I probably jump, in, jump into our points on it. I don't want to jump into our points okay. yet. I just think okay. it's very important, like Josh said, to um, forgiveness shouldn't be more heavily weighted on one side or the other. We shouldn't be forgiving unsaved people quicker than we forgive our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I just think that we need to make sure that we are very self-aware. I did. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> so sweet. I yeah. had a good day today. That's why. <laughs> so when I have good days, it like just must come out of my pores. <laughs> my nose is going because I have a large pimple on it. Oh we my just, gosh, we, Josh. We were just talking about it beforehand. I'm like, ah, oh, it's bright. I feel like um, so it must be Christmas. I'm going to lead a sleigh. So anyway, so we want to talk about John Chris. We really want to dive in to this, and we want to ask really three questions. I think it's important that we discuss discuss three different questions. So tonight's first question yeah. is this. Do Christians judge too harshly? And we're talking about other Christians. Yeah, we're talking Christian to Christian, right? That's what we're talking about, Christian to Christian. So do you think Christians judge too harshly? Yes. And, um, I think it's, we have to be careful to see, you know, when the Bible says, um, you know, a lot of people in, the, I would say in the Christian world and not in the Christian world, unbelievers, um, say only God can judge me type of thing. And I just want to make sure that we're always sticking to biblical truths. Amen. And the Bible does say that we, I think the word judge has gotten a bad rap and I, it, the Bible does say that we are um, believers to believers. We are to judge one another in love. So I think um, we need to be careful about judging unsaved people because we aren't. We're supposed to love them. But I think the word love gets lost when it comes to Christian to Christian. So I think Christians more jump on in my history with Christians. Mm -hmm. um, well, we are allowed to judge you. The Bible says that we are to judge one another. It says in love. So I just want to make sure that we're sticking to that. And I do think that Christians can jar judge really harshly. I think um, when you are given a Christian platform, it does say the Bible talks about, you know, not all of you should be teachers because you are judged more um, difficult than anyone else. You have a higher responsibility with a high mm -hmm. responsibility or a high calling. Um, you are going to have more eyes on you and it's much more of a responsibility that needs to be taken seriously with a platform like that. I do feel like we, um, should judge him. He should be held accountable for the things that he has done, uh, and not shy away from, you know, maybe the trauma that he caused women. Um, some women are saying, you know, that, uh, the stories vary from here to there. And none of us were present for it. So right. I think it's very important that we need to say that they need to get the help that they need if there was trauma suffered to them psychologically. But we also need to be careful to not turn our backs on him. We need to pray for him. Uh, we need to make sure that we're lifting him up to God. He he is uh, self, you know, a self-proclaimed Christian. God forgives him. He repents from his sin. God forgives. The Bible is very clear on that. So I don't, I don't like it when to me, if we're judging too harshly, we're putting ourselves above God. That really, mm. we wouldn't say that out loud, but that's really what we're doing. Yeah, I really think like the judgment comes from fear. That's what I think. So when I think of somebody like a John Christ and we think to ourselves, if I've associated myself with John Christ, now I live in fear because I don't want other people to think that 
what he did is something that I did. So now we need to make sure that we run as far away from this person as we can. Mm -hmm. And now this is when we have to be very careful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Should you distance yourself from something like that? Of course. Right. Because you want to make sure that you don't put yourself in a compromising situation. That's number one. But number two is you got to make sure you're not being self. You're not being selfish when, when you're, you're trying to help someone out of love. Like I need to get away from this person, ignore this person and get them as far away or as possible. Putting yourself on a pedestal. Right. Which eventually that's what ends up happening. So yeah. we're talking about, do we judge too harshly as Christians? I think we do because we become in fear, right? Or now we can't trust this person. We can't believe that this person uh, can ever change. We don't believe that God can change this person. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I'm really afraid of when we get into this judgment cycle as Christians is we start thinking to ourselves, well, if this person really did this, did they really believe in God anyway? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a dangerous place to play, you know, because now we're second guessing uh, the decision that they have between God. And we start thinking to ourselves like, hmm, well, maybe this person just didn't really believe in God. And in my eyes, if we're willing to turn our back in that situation, maybe we're missing a great opportunity to help try and bring somebody closer uh, to God with the love of God and forgiveness. Well, it's funny to me because um, in nursing school or any type of doctor school, the students are taught when you come in as a patient and they say, on a scale of 1 to 10, what is your pain? If the person says the pain is a 10, you would think that they're like screaming and wailing in pain because it's supposed to be the top, the top, like excruciating. But they're not taught, okay, if the person says a 10, they're not taught to say, you're not a 10. <laughs> you're not a 10. You're not wailing. You're not screaming. I've seen people come in here way more in pain than you, and they don't say they have a 10. They say they have a four. And so it's not up to us to say that the Bible does say that you'll know Christians by their fruit, but it's still not up to us to say whether or not someone's a Christian. If someone says I'm a Christian and they believe in God, it's our job to love them, pray for them, mm -hmm. still encourage them and have all of that for them. Now, should we be hanging out with them as closely? No, Jesus only had as his core, his 12 disciples. That was his core. Yeah. Everyone else they witnessed to, and that's the way that it should be. You should have your core. And then if, if John Christ was one of your core people and he has fallen, it's not your job to turn your back on him at that time. Right. It's your job to lift him up in that time. And then the rest of us should be praying for him. And I love that, you know, like you said, when you're when you're that close to somebody like a John Christ, you got to remember, you, you can't get depressed and, and take on the responsibility if someone fails in your circle yeah. because it was never your job to hold them up. It's not your job. It's God's job. That's between them and God. It's our job to just love them through the process. Now, I'll be the very first person to say it's much easier it's much easier if you've been a person that has literally felt the grace of God save your mm. life, whether it's been through addiction, whatever it is. Maybe you've been through a time in your life that there was you were at the very bottom of the rope, and the only way that you were going to come up back up that rope was because of the grace of God. Maybe you have that mm. empathy, and not everybody has. Some people have lived amazing lives from the time they were born. Now, we all have things that go wrong in our lives. Don't get me wrong. We do. But we have to remember, maybe you were born in a Christian family and your parents were actually nice people and you didn't suffer with addictions the same way that maybe Christy and I have or other people have or maybe the way that John Christ has. But we have to remember, it's all, a sin is a sin is a sin. And we have to make sure that the way that we respond to others, other believers, is in a healthy judgment. That means 
just like Christy said earlier, in true love and compassion. And there's a really healthy way to do that. There really is. And we have to be willing to step back and say, in this moment right now, what's going on with this person? It's not about me. It's not about Josh, right? And it's not about, hey, can I help and fix you? It's not that either. In what way can I support you? Which way can I love you? I'd want you to know what you're going through right now. I'm not going anywhere. Well, and I want to make it clear too. I mean, I was sexually abused as a child growing up. And I want to make it clear. If John Christ was one of your core people and you were sexually abused by him, of course, you're not going to. That's a toxic relationship. And you do need to go get go get help and get healing from that and separate from that person. That's the whole point of we shouldn't be hanging out with people that could tempt us or hurt us in that way. But your still job as a Christian, if you believe in God, is to separate, have that healthy boundary, but still pray for that person and have loving feelings towards that person. And that is hard. And that's how you know that you're raising the bar, raising the level. God is, you're allowing God to take you farther and farther closer to closer to him is when you really can have forgiveness in your heart for people that have hurt you in that such a traumatic way and really want forgiveness from them and for them. And the only way that you can do that though, is to pray for them. Cause when you're praying for them, even through grit teeth, I used to pray for people (laughs) and I used to literally be like, God, you know, I do not want to be doing this. I'm doing it because you want me to do it. And over time, as I stayed consistent, God changed my heart about it. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to change your heart. Yeah. So let's move on to number two. This is a heavy subject. Sorry. So we could get really wrapped up. This could be four hours long and I don't think anybody can oh spend it for Oh my goodness. Do you feel like you can say, I'm sorry? And I think this is such an important question as a Christian. Do you feel like the mistake that you made, no matter the size of it, do you feel like you are in a safe enough group of people that you can say the words, I'm sorry, I'm sorry? Okay, so I'm going to be completely transparent and honest in the situation. Before I really, um, really committed my life to God, I rarely said I was sorry to anyone, ever. I always tried to have a stone wall in front of me and be like, it's not my fault, it's not my fault. I don't care, I don't care if they don't like me, I don't care, they hurt me, I hurt them. And as I've progressed with God, I I really search out that if I truly feel like I've hurt someone or um, he's really convicting me to go mend that relationship and try, I really do try. Saying I'm sorry is very, very hard though for me, very hard. And it's a trust issue. You have to do a root cause analysis about things like that. And the main reason why I have a hard time saying I'm sorry is because I don't trust people. I think that once you admit that you've done something wrong, they're going to turn and be like, yeah, you should. You should say you're sorry. And that's okay. As soon as you get to the point where you're like, that's okay if they do that. If I'm truly sorry, it doesn't matter what the response is going to be because I'm sorry. And then that's it. But I've gotten better. Can you attest that I've gotten better? No, you've gotten much better. Okay. But wouldn't you say that, okay, let's let's ask Christy a question then, okay, in this. I'm right? a pretty honest person. I don't struggle with that. No, so. and she's extremely honest. But would you say that you feel that if someone got caught and said they're sorry, that their sorry isn't as meaningful if that they said they were sorry before they got caught? No. Okay. Probably doesn't even feel the same, right? No. So my point, the whole point of this question is, do you really honestly feel that you or the other people that are around you as believers 
feel comfortable enough that you're the way that you're going to handle their situation or the way that others are going to handle your situation that you actually can come clean and say, I'm sorry for something that I've done wrong before you get caught, before you get caught. I think you really handled it in the John Crisp scenario, though. I think he handled it better this time. Uh, I think he handled it better the way that he did it than when he got caught initially coming out with an apology. He didn't. Yeah. He stepped away. Right. And then came back eight months later, and you can tell in the video he's healthier. Yeah. He's been dealing with it. Yeah. And he really, truly feels, seems like he's asking for forgiveness. Yeah. So I do, I mean, if he wasn't going to say, try to get help beforehand and say I'm sorry before he got caught, sure. I think the way that he did it seems more genuine. Yeah. And I think it's important as Christians, we create a community of people around us that will call us out, that will not just call us out in <laughs> love, but we feel comfortable enough saying, you know what? I've been slipping on this slope for a long time yeah. and I got to come clean. I really got to complain because I don't yeah. feel like you're going to ignore me, run from me. You're going to turn your back on me. I don't feel like my entire life of people, my family, my friends, everything that I've ever known as a Christian, because I have four generations of Christians in my world that everybody's not going to desert me. And I'm now the black sheep. We really have to be willing to ask ourselves that question. And this is the thing. This is the thing. If that's not capable, you need to start being that person in your circle of influence. You need mm -hmm. to start coming up and saying, look, I'm, I've done something. Something's not right. I'm sorry. And, and, and take the lumps accordingly and, and being a catalyst in your group. Because as Christians, we want to let the world know that we don't have to wait until we're caught or wait until our world falls apart for us to say, oh, by the way, I'm a good Christian and I'm really sorry for the things I've done. I'm not saying that's not genuine and I'm not saying it's not heartfelt. But it speaks so much more if we're willing to do that beforehand. Well, and if you feel that way, I think you're surrounding yourself with the wrong people. Of course. Christian or not. You are surrounding yourself with the wrong people. So if you don't have Christian friends and family in your life that you, when you're struggling with something, no matter what it is, that you can come to because you need to um, repent to God. And then you need to say it out loud to someone else. And that's, what's so awesome about celebrate recovery in our small groups yeah. is that you come in those small groups and you, it's a judgment free zone. What's shared in the group stays in the group. We're not here to fix one another, but you share it, you get it out. And that yeah. makes your, you, the whole point of that is because it makes you psychologically accountable to yourself. That's why God wants you to do that. Cause we're only as sick as our secrets. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because we've been able to take this this level of, of I'm sorry, I'm coming forth with things. Uh, we've been able to implement it into our life group, which is just an, a, like a small group in our yeah. church. Yeah. And we've really been able to create that kind of oh, yeah. that openness in there because we've understood how transformational it is in our own walk, uh, our own Christian walk. You know, we really want to impact it. So we asked the question, do you feel like you can say you're sorry? And if you don't, you need to really evaluate the circle that you're in mm -hmm. and you be the catalyst. Don't wait for other people to step forward. It's be like, important. look here, people. That's right. We're saying sorry Setting from now straight. on. <laughs> yeah, straight, which leads us right into the third point. And I absolutely love this one. Can you make an impact with your transparency? And that's exactly what this leads into. Yeah. Are you willing to be an impact to other people by being fully transparent about what God has done in your life? Yes. So Josh and I are pretty transparent people. Not, not, I would, I mean, we're pretty transparent. We're pretty, tra probably more than people are comfortable with at times, to be honest with you. <laughs> probably, probably. You're making me nervous. Okay? I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> 
So I was saying, I was saying to him, um, what I think, okay. So there's two levels of healing. Okay. So the long, the more that you go, I think through your walk with God, I think you need to have some self-awareness. I know I say it all the time to see where you're at in your healing process. If you don't share any, um, your testimony or any mistakes that you've had or say you're sorry or do any of that ever, your first step is to start being honest with the mistakes that you've made in your past. So you need to come forward to your close confidant that you can trust and, and be honest with the mistakes you've uh, made in your past to make forward progress. But the other day, what I said to Josh that I have noticed is that a lot of times people stop there. So it's a lot, it's a lot easier to share about the mistakes that you've made that you've already conquered mm. and you've already went through. It's a lot easier than sharing them while you're in them. Yeah. So that is what is so powerful that God really would want you to do is while you're in the mistake, while you're living your life wrong, if you're a Christian, if you, if you're not a believer, you get saved. That's all. That's a different, that's a different, whole different conversation. Yeah. It's a different conversation. Yeah. But while you're a Christian, you need to, while you're in that, find an accountability partner, find somewhere, someone that you can confide in and admit to it. Then yeah. while you're in it, mm. you're going to get quicker healing you're going to be shocked at the forgiveness you get. You can't share it with everybody. Everybody is not, you can't, not everyone you can trust with yeah. your deep secrets like that. True. But it's so vitally important to your healing to make, to be able to, because God wants you to do that. God will forgive you. He's waiting. He's waiting with open arms. And that is going to be another step in the healing is just to talk about it while you're doing it. Transparency for me has been the single most probably the single hardest thing I've had to do, but it's probably made the most difference in my, my Christian walk is being willing to sit and say, all this stuff is wrong with me. All of it. Even when it's happening currently, it's happening and it's rough and I'm struggling. And I know that I'm supposed to be a leader right now, but I'm, you know, I'm sucking at this or this is really bad. And it, it, it causes the way that the Holy Spirit works inside of me. It causes an opportunity for me to be changed, you know, and we have to remember that none of us are perfect. We're all broken pieces of glass. We'll never be perfect while we're here. And we will never be perfect. But our opportunity to be transparent allows us an opportunity for things to be straightened out, to be uh, to learn from that. And not only just us, but other people to say, you know what? If this person is on this platform like John Chris, and he was willing to come forward and be transparent about his problems while they're happening, and he was willing to risk his fame and fortune mm -hmm. and his his all this stuff, he was willing to do that, then man. Man, God, can God do that for me? And, and now we take a real testimony of God, not a testimony of Josh or John Christ or Christy. Yeah. We take a testimony of who God is in that moment. And that's a real opportunity. But the problem is the reason why we can even talk about this stuff is because it feels impossible to do that because you feel like you have too much to lose if you're, if you're transparent. Well, and I think the ultimate goal here is we're supposed to be, once we get saved, we're supposed to be fishers of men. We're supposed to make an impact for God's kingdom. And I think the way that the devil really gets in there is that once a person gets a, on a platform of any kind, even if they're a pastor in a small church of 50 people, anytime anyone gets on any type of platform, 
the fear comes in that they're going to lose it. And if someone like John Christ would have came forward and from the beginning and said, I'm choosing to step away. I'm choosing Mm. to step. I struggle with a serious problem and I'm choosing to cancel my tour. I'm choosing to let go of all this stuff because ultimately I'm going to let God take this and I'm going to make an impact for him. And I'm going to let him make an impact in me who we have. I don't think I've yet to see that. And I would love to see what God does with that. We didn't see, we haven't seen it with, with anybody on that. I don't think, I mean, if we have seen, yeah, if we have, please tell me because God can do miracles in those moments. Those are God moments. And it's, uh, I would just love to see what he would do with that because that would have been probably more powerful. God would have done more with that. I mean, God can redeem anything, but I just would have loved to see what God would have done with that. Yeah. I think when we, we, we start to try and take our own lives in our own hands and we, we and we leave God behind. And unfortunately, when you start to gain lots of money and lots of fame and lots of self-importance, mm-hmm. you now are rolling this snowball down a very steep hill and it's almost impossible to catch. And that's why it's really important to put yourself in check, surround yourself with the right type yeah. of Christian people. Listen, Christians are still just people. Yes. Okay. And our expectation is that the pastor of our church is perfect, right? Automatically. Oh, you're a pastor. Oh, you're just, you're holy. And you know, you're extra connected to God. It's like you have, you know, a special bat phone you can call them up on. I mean, whatever. Right. But we really honestly start to feel that way. We put people up on a special pedestal, like where they, where they belong and they don't belong there. We're all the same. We're all broken. We all struggle. Your dirty, nasty secret isn't as dirty and nasty, uh, secluded just for you. God didn't create the special problem for you to have in your life. I guarantee you you're not the first person that's dealt with it There there is no way. Like, there's some pretty weird stuff. Read the Bible. Yeah, there's some, yes, there's (laughs) some crazy stuff. But the thing is, is we have to be willing to step up and say, I got to take myself out of the equation. I got to put God in first and say, I need to be an open book. I need to make sure that I am. And God will bless the footpaths if it's in his will, if it's intended. And if it's not, We see people fall far, far down a hole because of that. Then they didn't end up with anything anyway, like they thought they were chasing. And and it's really a travesty because now we see a lot of great other people get impacted negatively. Well, I remember when we went to the John Chris concert, we saw people there were like, you know, this is a Christian concert, don't you? Like, I saw some some people that I know outside of the Christian community, and I'm like, do you know he's a Christian? Yeah, which is was awesome awesome. but then this happens and you're like no seriously we're not all like that (laughs) right right then we start getting on this judgment thing and we're like okay wait a minute you know no i don't really like him that much you know like those christians don't just so you know our church banned him we don't we don't you know and it's like okay what are we doing here right so we have to be very careful in our transparency that we are up front with our community, up front with our people. And, got, you know, we always, we've said it before, Christy loves this saying, new level, new devil. Mm-hmm. And it's true. You know, we want more influence. That's what everybody should desire, to have a greater impact for the kingdom, for God. That's what we should do. And the only way that grows and gets better and the things around us get stronger is because we focus on him, not ourselves. That money that you're chasing is not your money. It's God's money. That fame, that platform, it's not your platform and it's not your fame. It's God's. And it will it will grow and be blessed if you honor him through it. So when we talk about John Christ, we talk about how can we learn from this, take our faith, our family, and our future to the next level. There's 
John Christ is a guy. He's a man. And we don't need to turn our back on him. We need to try and help in any way that we can. And we need to support him. And we need to see how God can transform his life. That's what we need to do as Christians. I want, And I want to make something abundantly clear. So you, like Josh said, people fall farther and farther and farther away from God. So I just envision a hole that a deep, deep, deep hole. Okay. And there's different levels of the holes down deep and it's all made of dirt. God will reach you no matter how far you've fallen. Mm -hmm. Okay. But he's not going to do the work for you. You have to dig your way out. He comes down with you and is with you in the well. Okay. So, but you have to climb out yourself. So the farther you've fallen, the harder it's going to be to climb out. If you only fall in a ditch, the easier it's going to be. You basically just have to pick up your mat and start walking. But if you're way down in a well, it is going to be long. It's going to be hard. It is not going to be easy, but I can tell you it is worth it. Amen. Speaking from a person that was deep, deep, deep in a deep well. God met me there and I had to climb and climb and climb and climb. I'm still climbing, but he loves you and he will be with you. So don't wait until you're deep. Okay. Don't wait until you're, he'll go to him immediately. That's what he wants for you. And judgment comes in love. Yeah. It shows up in love. And the only way we can do that is when we feel the love of God in saving us and, and telling ourselves, What's going on with this person is no different than what's going on with me. Yeah. And the only way, the only way I'm going to get a closer relationship with God is if I love this person through it. Yeah. And we really need to do that. So um, I want to share a challenge with you guys today. First off, if you've made it this far, thank you. Okay? This is like <laughs> 30 minutes in. So we really want to thank you for being here. It means a lot that you're here. Just hit the share button. Please hit the share button. Okay. So challenge, the challenge for today. Who can you reach out to right now? Right now, a Christian that you know that you feel has drifted away because of some type of sin that they've created in their life, something they've fallen to. Who can you reach out to? Or maybe they feel judged. Maybe they've had That's my away. point. That's yeah. my point. Who can we reach out to right now and just say, you know what? I miss you and I love you. Maybe, maybe this person is out doing the most horrific things. Who knows? Who cares? Let's let them know that just because they're doing the wrong things in life doesn't mean that you don't care about them. And we have to be willing to step up and reach out to people and say, you know what? I love you. Let's get together. Let's talk. Let me just show you how much I love you. That doesn't mean we need to go meet at a bar. Right. That doesn't mean we need to meet and all these. This, no. No. We can do it in love and we can do it being smart. But we need to let people know that that Christians... Christians still really do care about fallen Christians. You need to listen to each other. Yeah. Listen to each other and how bad someone's hurting. Open up your ears. We have two ears, one mouth. You need to listen more, talk less. And sometimes people are, don't tell me what to do people. They, I am. They just are. And, and the harder we chase them down and tell them they need to change, the, the, the further they're going to run away. And that's just the reality of it. And we need to be careful that we handle those people differently. We just need to be smarter about it. You know, use what God's given us. Use our heart. Think to ourselves like, this isn't a pride battle. This isn't I'm trying to conquer you and make you do the right thing because it's not up to us. It isn't a battle for us to lose. It's God's battle. So let's just love them through it. Have I shared my story on here before about my grandma's preacher? I don't know if I, I don't have. know if you have. You want yeah, to spend well. a minute doing it? Yeah, this is, the, this is a good episode to do it. So um, 
I was, you know, Josh and I were both married before. We've both talked about it on the show. And um, I had went, I was going before him and I got together. I was going to my grandma's church. So even when I was previously married, I'd occasionally go to my grandma's church. And um, my ex-husband and I had been going to that church too for counseling even. And um, I uh, made the decision that over time that I was, I'm the one that chose to get a divorce. And it was a very hard decision for me. Um, very, very hard. You know, we have two kids, we had two kids together. We still have two kids, I guess. Um, but I went back to that church one Sunday. Uh, it wasn't immediate. It was probably a month, a few weeks after I had made the decision and my grandma must have, you know, let them know that I had made, she, you know, my grandma was disappointed. And, um, And it was a fairly, it's a fairly large church. They still go to that church. And, uh, the pastor made it a point. I I adore this pastor, um, made it a point to walk up to me after the service and it's a large church. So he find found me out in the congregation, walked up to me and he put his arm around me. And, um, I expected him basically to say that I wasn't welcome there anymore. That's what I was expecting him to say. And he looked at me and said, we love you and we're standing behind you. We're here for you. And I have shared that story so many times with people recently as I've gotten farther and farther in my walk with God that um, that was a huge moment looking back in my life. I probably never would have set foot in a church again. Never. And, uh, I did. And because of the way that he treated me in that moment and right, wrong, or indifferent in other pastors eyes or Christians eyes or whatever, I am here and trying to make the biggest impact for God that I can in my life. Mm -hmm. And it could all go back to that one specific moment that, um, a pastor chose to love me in that moment. You know, we talk about it uh, all the time. We kind of laugh about it. Christy and I do that. You know, I, I helped her sober up, but she helped bring me back to God. And I'll get emotional about it because <clears throat> if this pastor didn't love her in this moment, she'll tell you she would probably would have never went back. I and mean, I'm one of them stubborn people that you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and so we see the impacts of lives now uh, because of God and, you know, being uh, vulnerable and open now. You know, that our lives were so fragile then and we're not as fragile now. You know, we feel so much stronger in our faith and and we can get beat over our head with things now and we can handle it. But we couldn't then. And, you know, she was on a she was on the brink. She already felt like a, a, a non-Christian doing yeah. divorce. Yeah. You know, oh, my gosh, so you're ashamed. tainted for life so now. Ashamed. And you're so you know, you're you now are cast away. And that's. And that's just not true. We all make really horrible decisions, really horrible decisions, but it doesn't mean God doesn't love us. And it doesn't mean that the world should turn their back on us, especially Christians, you know? And so, you know, it's an amazing thing of how we handle, how we're going to handle the word judgment and the way that we love people, judge people as Christians, we got to, but how does that word judge look? Do you get prideful and look at someone and say, you're not doing what I'm telling you. So I have to turn away. You know, do I need to enact Matthew 18 and and make sure that, you know, I treat you as a pagan, you know, and we got to be very careful in the way that we handle these things, you know, and we just got to make sure that we handle things in love that we really do. And, and we all have room for growth. 
and we all have massive yeah. room for growth. We all. So forgiveness, forgiving each other, forgiving us if we didn't say something 100% correctly in this episode yeah. about it. It's We need to really start looking at each other through God's eyes. And um, that's, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. We all have a responsibility as a Christian, but our first responsibility is to love people. We got to make sure we're loving them. So if you made it this far, thanks guys. This is probably the longest episode we've ever done. And uh, we just really appreciate everybody being here. Uh, Next week, we actually have a special episode. We have a fun one. We're actually going to do it offset. I'm so excited. We're going to do it on scene at another location. So we're going to have a special guest. A couple minutes. Yeah, just a couple minutes. But it's going to be a lot of fun. So we hope you guys join us next Tuesday at 7. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. Bye.